All right. Well, I'm excited to start tonight. Uh, have a special guest for everyone tonight. His name is uh, Pascal Saint-Jean. Um, Pascal and I have known each other for about three years now. Um, we, uh, we met uh, when Pascal uh, started to talk to me about uh, TEC. Um, I'm certainly I'd like you to maybe give a little bit of details and information about that. But, you know, I've had a lot of interaction with with coaches or consultants or people that other business people that I've shared ideas with over the years. But the unique challenge with someone uh, type A like myself and like uh, Pascal is that uh, you kind of it, it's hard to connect with somebody. It's hard to believe that what they're saying, what they're doing. Uh, you know, I got a lot of people in my life that want to tell me that I'm either really great or they really hate me. And there's not many people in the middle that can kind of walk that line where you can say, you know, this is uh, what I think. This is how I think you should execute. And Pascal has always done that and been uh, a good, uh, good mentor and a good leader in my life. And he's an amazing, accomplished entrepreneur. He's a serial entrepreneur. Uh, if you go and look at uh, Pascal's LinkedIn profile, it's as long as any I've seen. Um, <laughs> many awards, successes, 40 under 40, um, and lots of, uh, lots of things that uh, he's had history with. Uh, Pascal and I connected a couple of weeks ago. Um, just to check in about where he was on this crypto Bitcoin journey. And uh, Pascal told me he was a cryptographer before it was cool. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Pascal, maybe you can tell me a little bit and tell the audience a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe a little bit about your history and sure. certainly why we've uh, decided to have a chat tonight. Sure, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on. I always love talking about business, but especially talking about investments and of course, uh, crypto. Uh, so if we go way, way back, so my background is in computer engineering. So I grew up in the uh, internet was starting to boom. Uh, and uh, and basically, Ottawa was known as Silicon Valley North. So those were like the crazy days where, you know, you heard ideas of uh, people getting tens of millions of dollars of VC money with a napkin idea, right? So that's where we were in that, in that time. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I loved business, yeah. but I also loved innovation and technology. Like it was, that's where my heart was. I wanted to meld the two. And uh, so, so I went into engineering and, and basically at that point in time, uh, two things really stood out for me was distributed systems, which back then was, uh, was I could talk about my days. I did some, some co-ops at StatScan and helped them build some decentralized stuff that helped them to model. In other words, we used the computers on all the floors to help them build models on taking past census information, yeah. use all that information to predict future trends in the population and back then the computing power wasn't strong enough there was no amazon aws so basically we wrote yeah. software that at night when people would would leave from work the all the all the floors with computers would start running and create a supercomputer that was okay. 22 years ago right so that my passion was in that because i saw the power of of, of computing and of course yeah. the internet from that from that perspective so that was my background yes uh, but business was always where i wanted to go and, and most of my ventures uh, some would say have always been a little too early into the market. So I'm attempting okay. very early into the market. And yes. even today when I consult with, uh, with folks, I always say, I give them sure my experience. I'm like, you got to make it long enough for yes. policy and the mass to catch up to your vision. Because when you work with entrepreneurs, a lot of them, a lot of us have that, you know, they see things ahead of things, right? Right, right. So, so that's way back. My dream background, we could talk about business. I've had multiple businesses yes. in IT, exited two of them. Uh, and basically how we met is basically throughout my journey, I say I went from an engineer to a CEO to a leader through coaching and through peer groups. 
So when I first started business, I thought we needed more features, more buttons. Like if we add an extra button, it will sell more, right? That's the engineering mindset, yes. thinking more and yes. more stuff, right? Yes. But then you start talking to others uh, and basically you, you realize that you need to be more strategic. You need to be able to lead people. And I got really lucky in my life. So I had a virtual CFO that joined us because we had raised capital. I was coming out of university, raised over a million dollars, recruited a team of friends and said, let's get into, into business, into early digital photography on the commercial front. So we were quite early in that space back when the first DSLR first came out. I won't go into the details of that business, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We brought in an adult in the room to help supervise the cash and help us understand the back end of the business. And he had worked yeah. with Corel and, and many other large businesses. And now he wanted to work with startups. So back then I knew nothing about finance. Uh, I was all about engineering and all about sales. Yes. At the same time, I was alone. Like I had recruited my friends. They were, that was my HR strategy. Yeah. And, 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 my, and my mentors were the investors. So all of a sudden, like they want to share with you their insights, but at the same time, you're not going to talk to them about your insecurities with the things you don't know or because you're managing their money. So right. he was the only person that I could talk to. And I got really lucky because when you find a mentor like that, uh, some people will be, well, listen to me and do everything I say. Right. And, then, and then sometimes you get lucky and you find someone who's very humble. And I got lucky and I found someone who was very humble. And he told me, said, um, basically, I love that we're having our coffee morning, uh, every Friday morning coffee. And I yeah. love that you're leaning on me for, for help and support. But I want you to surround yourself with more than just me. I want you to start getting into building a board of advisors and, and talking to other entrepreneurs and, and find different opinions, get challenged. And he introduced yeah. me to peer groups. And that's how yeah. I came into that world been a member since then, got a yep. coach early on in my career. Yep. So after my last exit, I wanted to move into, you know, uh, giving back to the community by, by, by working with entrepreneurs through various means. Yep. And PEC was one of those. In other words, giving back to the peer group community, coaching yep. community, because I'm a huge believer in the yep. power of, of peers, yep. which all my ventures are collaborative. So we'll talk yep. about the other ones later, but it's always sure. about working yep. as a group. Yeah. I mean, you must have seen some amazing businesses over the years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Both, both in them and, and uh, yeah. you know, as you're in the startup ecosystem, crazy yeah. ideas. I remember being on a panel in 2005. Uh, we didn't grow as big, but we were like the two hot startups. And I was, yeah. it was me and Toby from Shopify. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just talking about how, yeah. um, how they, you know, we, you know, we had their snowboard shop and how they created this new e-com. Like we were talking like, they were starting to code Shopify. Okay. Um, so okay. yeah, yeah. Now I'm yeah. a happy investor. He's, he's made me a lot of money. So yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's done all right for himself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, obviously I think Shopify will, will would and could play an interesting part on how DeFi evolves as well. So certainly I'd uh, maybe we can have a chat about that as, as we move along here. For sure. For yeah. sure. But, uh, you know, what, what uh, we're here to talk about tonight, though, more specifically, is going to be, uh, be crypto and, and Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, you know, I know uh, you've spent a lot of time in there, um, a lot of time in that space. Um, and, 
you know, I, we, we've talked a little bit about my my views on it and, and how I see it. And, you know, I see it from a pretty narrow perspective, probably relative to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I look at it as this is a good investment opportunity because I look at, you know, the world is bubbly. Wherever you look, there's bubbles in, in every kind of asset class. And so I look to and say, how does how do I diversify my portfolio? How do I put something in there that looks different, acts different and, and uh, maybe prepares a bit differently? to some of the other asset classes where you'd take a more holistic view and I'm hoping we can dive into that. And so, you know, as I speak to clients each week, um, last week at my weekly roundup where I do weekly with clients, you know, that one of the big questions was, you know, you know, almost like, can you write a white white paper on what Bitcoin is? Like, describe it to me. (laughs) And so (laughs) I'm hoping we can uh, demystify some of those things today. And, you know, I'd like to walk through kind of all the way from some soup to nuts if we can. And maybe you can give me like maybe this is the wrong starting point for but for me the the right starting point is maybe you can describe blockchain. Do you think that's a good place to start, or should we start somewhere else? Well, I think uh, you know there's a lot of place to start, but I wanted to before we we pick a starting point on Bitcoin. I want to <laughs> say that I came to it the same way you did. So it's not my engineering roots; it's actually my macro investing roots. So okay. So the, to take a step back, why I actually you know came into investing is after my first exit and trying to, you know, you can start managing your own funds and, sure. and I really, you know, technical analysis and, 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 and fundamental analysis, but really macro, right. As an entrepreneur yep. able yep. to see trends follow was really a passion of mine, the, the top down approach to investing. So, yep. so I was aware of Bitcoin. Uh, some would say I'm late to the party. So I, I've been aware of Bitcoin since it's first started. Cause I was in the open source space during that time. Uh, I, after selling my first business and jumping into open source, which was, Again, back then, underground. And I'm bringing this up because I think it's important for people to know mm. where Bitcoin is because they're going to ask, yeah. like, who owns it? Where did it start? So we need to understand the layers of roots. So the internet comes out, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and after that, from a coding perspective, most of these major innovations start from a grassroots approach, usually libertarian perspectives, as in things should be free, things should be open, yes. everyone should have access. And then after, after a while, it gets commercialized and a lot of money gets made and and a lot of people could win. So I came from a closed source world. So my first VC backed business was, what's your IP? How are you gonna protect your IP? My second business, I was totally mystified by the world of open source and I wanted to learn more about that. So it became an open source company. Yep. And back then VCs didn't know how to interpret that because back then it was, I invest, you protect your IP and we have a deal, right? So right. very early on, but about at the same time, Bitcoin, Bitcoin in 2009, when when the first uh, the first chain the first block got got mined. Now, when we go so, from there, to, no, so sorry, just go before, yeah, just before we jump on, open yeah. source is like cl- cloud. Is open that... source is is free community software. So okay. so the code of the Bitcoin code is not owned by anyone, which gotcha. is different than other projects. Which when we talk about crypto, yeah, there's, there's different. So so okay. we don't know who created Bitcoin. It's an open source. It's managed by an open source community. Yes, and, and 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 the projects that we used in our company were yep. also open source. The founder of the yep. one of the projects that we were using from a software perspective yep. was no longer involved. Okay, yep. from on R and D perspective, we got extremely involved because we wanted to give back. But it also made a lot of financial sense for us to say because I go back, my first business required a million dollars of capex just to get going. Okay, gotcha. just to build yep. infrastructure with open source. My second business. All of that was available and I was able to innovate on top of it. Gotcha. So, so I want people to understand that because when yeah. we talk about 
some of the things later on in Bitcoin of people are saying, well, it's never going to grow because of this, because of that. We yeah. need to understand how layers get built. And I want people to understand where yeah. Bitcoin is in that layer. So open source is free software or open code software. Gotcha. Okay. Now, it, there's there's ways of how it's monitored and protected there's a team that protects the core and yeah, that yeah. software can't get deployed without all the miners agreeing to it so in other words is a lot of consensus in bitcoin so there's no one that's going to hack the code right, and there's right. no one that's going to make a change that's not approved by the not only the community of coders but also the miners so it's all and there's also people who have who have pools so long story short it's a bit like a political system where you got you know the Congress, the president, the, you know, the, yeah. the you know, yeah. exactly the, the justices and all that. So it's a check, check system and check and balance system. Sure. That exists in Bitcoin. So that was my world from that perspective. And I tossed Bitcoin aside early on because again, it was really early on. It was like, you know, sure. underground, uh, you know, I was talking you know, with various coders in the open source world. I knew about it yeah. but from an investing perspective. I wasn't ready to put my dollars in it. Right. Sure. But I followed it. I yes. followed it. Yeah. And when I, when I really, when I really got interested was after the last cycle, when the, basically it survived the Bitcoin cash having, yeah. it survived the ICO, you know, it was like a, you know, not, not a scam fest, but the, everyone was initiating an ICO initial coin offering. There were, yeah. you know, the government laws were all mixed up. So yeah. now after all of that infrastructure, yeah. you know, the, the, the laws, like basically the survival of the fittest Bitcoin still survived and thrived governments regulation became quite clear. Like the people say, you can talk about governments, the regulations are quite clear. And, and at the same time, yeah. uh, the securities versus property, all that's been resolved. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the macro picture, you know, the 2008, like some would say the economy died that day and it's been synthetically maintained ever since, right? And with, we all live that. Without a doubt, I mean, without a doubt uh, yeah. Yeah, so basically yeah. you're seeing yeah. as an investor, I'm tracking, I'm tracking that. And yeah. we could be talking about money printing, and quant easing for years, but now all of a sudden you're seeing, you know, you got to print like 10 bucks to make a dollar of GDP and it's getting worse and worse and COVID just exploded it all. So basically my world of engineering, of understanding, yeah. you know, you analyze the security, you're able to yeah. confidently go to your investors saying, that's why we're investing in ABC company, right? Yeah. Um, for me, Bitcoin is my, my engineering background allows me to have that securities analysis. I understand yeah. how it works. I'm confident and I yeah. trust how it works. The macro environment is perfect timing, regulation and, 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 and infrastructure. Like it's pretty easy to buy. It's still hard, but it's much easier than five, six years ago to get Bitcoin. So all of that sure. together yep. made me go all in. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Like I'm all uh, in. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be fun to talk to as, yeah. as, as we go through this. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's, uh, that's a, it's, uh, yeah, that's that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So just let's make sure I understand this. So the the Bitcoin. Uh, so does the Bitcoin sit on top of the block or is it the block basically? Okay. Like so, just from I just sim, trying to simple it down. And I mean, like uh, obviously you're probably looking at me going like, no, 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 I don't no, know no, what this guy's talking about, but like I'm just trying to try, trying to get the base layer because it's, it's, yeah. It's, so blockchain is, so let's put blockchain aside versus gotcha. crypto, right? Okay. okay. So, so blo the, the blockchain is basically is, is a, is a, a database structure, right? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Basically immovable, unhackable. Okay? Yep. So yep. some would say, what's the difference between this and the bank's digital ledger, right? Sure. Yeah. The difference is, is the ledger is closed. The ledger could be hacked. 
Um, gotcha. And it's centralized. Gotcha. So yeah. if you know the banks have tons of security around that, but yeah. you know, we've heard about like Sony hacks and their databases. Sure. And so let's talk about database, whether it's money or not, database, right? Database. Okay. So databases are usually centralized and yep. usually very poorly protected. Gotcha. And we've seen that with a whole bunch of, of things in the our, our, our information has been hacked from all the providers all sure. the time. It's, sure. it's ridiculous, right? So yeah. the blockchain does a bunch of things. It basically decentralizes where the information is stored. Yeah. So the blockchain, so the, 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 the blockchain database is copied amongst all the different nodes, creating a decentralized, no single point of attack, right? Yes. Um, exactly. The, the cryptography around it protects it from being hacked uh, from that perspective. So it's half database, half cryptography yep. so it's the yep. highest level cryptography right now even a supercomputer there's no supercomputer on earth that could crack it right now so yep. it's the highest level of security possible yes decentralized no central point of attack yeah that's the database okay, okay? got it uh, how do, how the database operates whether it's the amount of blocks and, and those kind of things how many yep. are mined the coin sits inside of that right gotcha so okay. the 21 million coins available yeah that's in code that's in the open source code yep. that was set as a variable when it got launched. Okay, yep. Yep. so that's the code dictates the laws of physics of this of this uh, of this specific cryptocurrency, right? Yeah. Yep. Blockchain yep. is the database how it's yep. stored. Yeah. Okay, uh, and then basically after that, the mining uh, ecosystem is is basically the network that makes it all possible. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right, so let's uh, let's put that blockchain aside. That that helps me understand. It's kind of inside of it, which, which is why. So if we take a step back, right? Why yeah, people are saying yeah. blockchain is a big technology? I want people to understand. Yeah. Let's take let's take for example real estate, right? Yeah. Uh, and people would say, why would we put real estate on the blockchain? So or even cars or things of that nature. Yeah. I think I think it's uh the, your VIN number as your car was kind of instilled to try to keep track of well, has it been in an accident and and all those kind of things, right? It's still yeah. centralized, right? Yeah. Yep. But it was initiated to try to keep a history of the of the vehicle. From a housing perspective, it's kind of hard. You buy a new house, or let's say uh, an old house. You go to your lawyer; they yep. do a check on it. Like, yep. you know, uh, is it all true? Is there a lien against it? Like, all that information centralized. You don't know how to get it. We have no access to that. Yes. And even then, is it actually accurate? So, imagining imagining having all from from the time a house was built, right? Yeah. The yep. provider, the contractor, yep. to the time it was sold, to this, to that. Imagine putting that on the blockchain where it's all secured yeah. proof of work. In other words, you know, yeah. unhackable, decentralized, yeah. fully auditable. Yeah. Imagine what it could do to different industries from that perspective. So yeah, it's amazing. that's a database. Yeah. 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 So that could uh, completely uh, change the landscape of many industries and businesses. Obviously that crushes lawyers and banks and like all these other places that uh, real estate agents and everyone that makes their 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 living from it yeah right? well, i own i own the information right yeah 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 so so yeah so that's interesting that's a, a something that's that, that, that you know, to decide but it's very interesting um and something that my brain will noodle on as we go on and maybe we can chat about that as we sure. go so but uh okay so um so let's let's dive in i guess we'll, we'll stick with bitcoin as much as we can to start with obviously there's other crypto um but bitcoin uh uh would be would be a good place to go into so 
um, so let me start with, you know, obviously the, this was written in 2008 um, and uh, Satoshi, um, I guess, uh, whoever that may be, um, wrote it with the view that uh, the world was getting too controlled by many um, and let's find a way to kind of give some power back to the masses. That, that's correct. And have you read the Satoshi's white paper? Sure, I wouldn't yeah. interpret it the same way as you, yeah. but yeah, yeah. But, but, but it's a yeah. great place for anyone to start to get educated to understand his vision, right? And yeah. uh, and I think if you realize, so the difference between Bitcoin and other and other chain and other and other cryptos, we they all serve a different purpose. Yeah, Bitcoin is is trying to is trying to replace sound is sound money, right? Yeah. And we could yeah. talk about what yeah. that all means, but all the laws of sound money are baked into the Bitcoin code. Yeah. Okay. okay. So totally different than Ethereum or others. That, that, that's that's its mission in life is to become sound money versus yeah. Ethereum is something totally different. Right? Yeah. Both valuable, yeah. but different. Yeah. I might ask you about Ethereum if we got time for that, but, but let's, uh, so, so this sound money. So what's your, what's your definition of sound money? So, so, so basically, you know, from a, from a pure store of value perspective, we're looking at something that is, you know, cannot be, so Bitcoin is deflationary in nature because we can't print more. So there's a finite number. Like if we take like properties of gold, even though we can mine some from yeah. those kind of pumps, it's divisible. So Bitcoin, a lot of people right now are thinking, oh, you'll miss the boat. It's at 40, whatever, 6K today. It was at yeah. 48, whatever the price is. They think I cannot buy a Bitcoin. Bitcoin is divisible by, by, a, by a million, right? The smallest thing, the smallest denominator is called a SAT. A SAT right here. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Satoshi, that's the smallest denominator. So, so I can literally, so my, my can of water is actually more expensive than a, than a Satoshi. So you could divide <laughs> to that level, right? So when yes. you hear people saying we're stacking sats, yeah. maybe we're just adding Satoshis to our balance sheet because Bitcoins are becoming hard to stack for the average individual. So it's sure. visible. You could buy $5 of Bitcoin if you wanted. You don't need yeah. fifty, you know, $48,000 in one swoop to buy it. So it's okay. divisible, okay? Yep. Yep. It's it's uh, it's fungible, so it could be replaced in, in value right from that from that perspective right now. And like I said, it's deflationary in nature, not it, so it's got a hard cap, even harder than gold. Like you you cannot reinvent that number twenty one million. Yeah. And and the way it was created, so it's part cryptography, which is the security of it, mm -hmm. part you know code, the open source code of if we were to code sound money in code, yeah, yeah. what would it look like? That's the open source code. And then we have to play human dynamics. So how do we play human human dynamics of trust, a bit of greed, yeah. right? A bit of all of those things to try to create value from it, right? And that's where the having comes in. And yeah. we can talk about that as well. So yep. those three yep. mechanisms together, yep. secure, secure the blockchain or secure the Bitcoin. Yep. The laws, the, the physical laws of Bitcoin are in code. Yep. And then the having process is basically the human psychology, the human process of it. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so we, uh, we launch, Bitcoin exists, it's born. And then, uh, so a few people uh, start to pay attention to it yep. and, and mining starts. Okay, yes, so first. yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how we start. That's it. Oh, yeah, so, so she had to mine the yep. first block. Yeah, so basically, yep. There's no, uh, some coins start with pre-mined, but the whole process of starting a new blockchain yep. is it has to be mined. There's no yeah. starting point. We just start mining. So okay. his, he was the first miner. So he, he mines coin. Now we're started. So, so tell me what mining is. 
like explain it to me like i under obviously i understand what traditional mining is but what's mining within uh the uh the, the world of the sure. internet and yeah. the reason they call it mining is because we're actually mining for new for new coins we're also mining transactions we'll talk about what happens when there's when there's no more bitcoin to be mined the transactions yep. overweigh that so there's actually total bitcoins to be mined to keep the network safe and payment right so it's called yes. mining because they're trying to replicate gold mining from that perspective we're yep. mining for new stuff right yes so, so essentially there's two mining systems proof of yeah. work and proof of stake um mm -hmm. ethereum recently moved to proof of stake and we can talk about what that means proof of work so let's put it this way so basically there's a finite amount of blocks to be created that's in the code okay yes, yes. and basically to to create a decentralized network right uh, so, you know, Facebook, Google, and Microsoft, they all pay for their own servers. My, you know, Amazon, they pay for their own servers. It's centralized. They own it. So how do we create a decentralized system yeah. that have costs, hydro costs, computing costs, and all that stuff? How do we incentivize people to want to build that the, the network? And by the way, today, Bitcoin is the biggest, most powerful network in the world. So so okay. that's how powerful, yeah. So, we need yeah. To, yeah. so how do you incentivize? It needs to, needs yeah. to be compensation, right? Sure, and we're sure. not, you know, there's no... AT, like pay by visa bitcoin it's not like pay a visa mine mine and mine and mine a bitcoin here this is literally yeah. incentivization so bitcoin itself is being incentivized so the miner basically mines gold finds gold could choose to keep gold on their balance sheet or sell yeah. the gold same yeah. thing same thing yeah. with this mining so yeah. proof of work all you need to understand is that it's 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 having to solve a very complicated algorithm yeah. right to yeah. prove that that the, the block has been analyzed and yep. and basically everyone's competing to solve this math to prove that this uh, that this new chain or this new block in the chain has been created and whoever wins that race gets, gets the, the reward yeah okay and that reward yep. is bitcoin so they get paid in bitcoin and that's a fixed amount so basically you yep. can say with the amount of mining that's happening why is there not more bitcoin being mined because that's in the code so the more mining comes on the harder the math equation gets to solve the less miners the easier it is which creates a very specific amount of coins yep. uh mined per uh, per block and every four yep. years half of that gets cut so there's even less bitcoin to be had yeah so, yeah value goes up yes in simple terms does that help you like it's yeah, yeah, yeah no sure no no, no that's yeah. that's awesome so um we're running these algorithms, yeah. um, and I guess the nuance within that algorithm: those these are people, or this is uh, who who who's uh, adjusting these algorithms? Is it the individual the code, the code, and uh, all, baked so, all baked in? So, but so if you're a miner and you're running an algorithm like it's you're you're it's it's adjusting it's a con constant adjusting uh, algorithm to try to find keep looking and the computer's doing all of that some of that like what's the difference between the miners like why why you know i'm just trying to understand like why would you use one miner over another for example you mean as an as, a, as an individual trying to get into mining yeah sure yeah. it's all about yeah. it's all about it's all about hash rate which is which is okay. computing power got it's, it it's, it's as simple as that so okay. the beauty about about bitcoin economics is that because the, the more people chase for the same for the same dollar it increases network power network security automatically okay. right yep and yep. because basically your fixed cost is your is your hydro, yep. your variable, you know, and everything else, and the, amount, the amount of the amount of uh, of supercomputing power you want to give on the network to try to compete, yep. that's up to you to decide, right? Yeah. So naturally, Bitcoin, right, miners is, are chasing the cleanest 
cheapest source of energy possible. And the actual bandwidth needed yeah. to, to mine is very little. So there are literally, you could go buy a hydro dam and have satellite link and you're good to go. And by the way, I have a friend today who just signed up for uh, Elon Musk Starlink. It's it's available in Canada, by the way. No, so, no way. No. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's there. Yeah. So so yeah. high speed, you know, near field satellite, and it's it's all here. So the so we can now put a supercomputer, a Bitcoin miner, whether it's a home one or a mega one that we're about to invest in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can put that anywhere as long as there's power. So hydropower, cheap power, yeah. yeah. And then a satellite link, and you're in business. Okay. Amazing business. So why one over the other it doesn't really matter. It's all about what, what people are looking now when they're trying to compete with when they buy miners is yeah. power, efficiency, yeah. durability. Right. So the mining economics. Yeah. Right. So if I'm going like if like it's like putting a turbo in a car that can't support turbo. It's like yeah. You'll, you'll hit you'll hit turbo a few times or blow the engine. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah. so so basically um, yeah. uh, when I say performance it's how many hash rates per second can it sustain? So it's CPU power. Yeah. So when you're editing, for example, this video on your computer, yeah. you're probably hearing the computer a little louder. Yeah. It probably gets a little warmer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know if you edit it yourself or you send it yeah, off. Yeah. Try yeah. editing a video on your computer and just listen and touch it. It's Imagine working. doing that all day long. Yeah. Okay? That thing gets hot. That thing yeah. sucks juice. And yeah. your off-the-shelf computer can't sustain that. So, no. so mining computers are built yeah. like, like F1 cars. Right? Yeah. Massive power, yeah. efficient, durable. So who builds who, who builds most of these computers? So who would be the leader in that space? Any ideas? Yeah. So the ASIC. Yeah. Uh, so basically, there's a, there's a the architecture is usually the ASIC architecture, okay. and okay. then there's the Ant Miner, and there's a few others. There's about three or four companies, and then there's also okay. Nvidia. Yeah. Which basically a lot of people were taking their GPU card, so and they just changed the code now. Which you know, from an investor perspective, they want to make sure that they have two products. So NVIDIA just announced in their last earnings call that their off-the-shelf graphics card is going to be, the, the code will detect if you're trying to mine and will not give it its full performance. Interesting. So okay. that you could then buy their mining equipment. So they're going, to be going into the mining equipment. And then if you're buying off-the-shelf like GPUs yeah. at your local computer store, yeah, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a regulator on it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So NVIDIA is a huge player in that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now we got, uh, so we found out, you know, it, it, we got started. Yeah. Uh, now it starts to get mined. These yeah. miners are existing and then uh, nothing, we get nothing happening for so many years. What's going on over that time frame? What What's happening for those many years? So actually a, a lot of things are happening, right? It's okay. basically the underground yeah. cryptography world, open yeah. source world, yeah. uh, basically people believing in the blockchain. And also a lot, uh, so those were the first ones in, just yeah. back then you could take an old laptop yeah, and then you start mining and you're now, you're now, you're now part of the network. You're now helping, right? So okay. they make crazy money on a, on a laptop 10 years ago if they held, if they held their Bitcoin. If, if sure. something nuts, right? So yeah. but again, as it got harder and harder. So the first people were the engineers, right? Who yeah. believed in, in the technology and just for, for wanting to participate and support the project. Like for us back in the day, we would yeah. invest a lot of dollars in the open source community because we believed in what it was doing, and it also returned a lot of a, a very big ROI for us from an a, from an engineering perspective, right? So sure. So yeah. So yeah. it starts off with the engineers, yeah. then the libertarians come in. People who are like, you know, governments out to destroy everyone all the time, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Then they they jump in because they yeah. see this as like the next money. Now, yes. They were they were well out of their time, right? But sure. back then it was like 
Yeah. Where is this going to go? So they jump yeah. in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, as they start jumping in, yeah. uh, and there's a there's a fair amount of community around that. All of a sudden, that starts jack, jacking up the price because yeah. it's more than just miners. There's actually now some some transacting going on with that. Right? Yeah. 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 So we had uh, you know like mining was you could get Bitcoin for for pennies at a time, right? Yeah. When we first started, and then I guess the uh, kind of the the most famous transaction was the pizza purchase, I guess. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that pizza pizza purchase, I can't remember how many thousands of bitcoins it was, but it was a lot, which is yeah. probably worth close to billion dollars today. Billion dollars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so so that was kind of the the first where it started to where I think where people started to pay attention and said maybe this could be a currency is that right yeah, yeah so 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 that, that you know people people back then will say yes like i was yeah. the visionary right yeah yeah there's a lot of theories my theory is probably like look there's this cool thing it's gonna cost me a couple bucks i get to play yeah. with internet money yeah maybe you throw a laptop at it and start mining like it's yeah. at that level i don't think everyone were were, were those level visionaries there yeah. were a few though you know so yeah. there were a few entrepreneurs in that space so a great book to read yeah. Uh, would be Bitcoin Bitcoin billionaires, right? So it's the story okay. of the Winklevoss twins and not yep. just them, but also a lot of key people in the community. Because back then, yeah. we're talking a, a community of less than 100 people yeah. turned Bitcoin to what it was today. It just saw the vision yeah. and and invested in the infrastructure to make it happen. Sure. Right? So, so maybe maybe give a quick, quick comment on the Winklevoss twins, and may, maybe not everyone knows who they are, but uh, certainly they're they're pretty famous. Yeah, they were. So for those of you who knew the history of Facebook, you know, back then when it was developed in Harvard, they had the idea for a social network. They hired Zuckerberg, and then there was debate, and then Zuckerberg launched Facebook, which so they had paid him. So there was this big debate that they found it. Did Zuckerberg steal the code, or did he? You know, watch the movie, read the book. It's quite entertaining. But yes. they had a big stigma around them as in like the jocks, right? The, the guys with money uh, and Zuckerberg, the underground coder. But, yeah. but this book puts them into light in terms of how brilliant visionary they actually are and how early they were in Bitcoin. And, and they, weren't, they weren't the first ones. They were a lot of hackers and, and coders, but they became aware of that. Um, yeah. And they saw the future of this. Because yeah. they believed in 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 social networks, and yeah. in their opinion, there is no greater net social network than money. Yeah. So their their minds were the network, so they get it, they got it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they obviously they have a big company which we can talk about. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Gemini will Gemini's be huge. yeah something uh, we can you can you can tell me about as as we drive on. Sure. So there's some visionaries. They start to and we're starting to evolve it. And then um, I guess probably when would we say probably 2017, 2018, it starts to gain I guess financial interest. Yeah. So so yeah. basically. The, it all, all these cycles revolve, revolve around the having. So okay, Bitcoin so yeah, let's math. let's yeah. do that. So let's Bitcoin do that. is math. When people say, you know, these these cycles are, are are predictable with the having. Now, as market cap grows, of course, not the same performance. Of course, yeah. But there's basically that happens every four years. The yep. amount of Bitcoin, new Bitcoin that could be mined, gets slashed in half. Mm -hmm. right? So yep. so let's put it this way, okay. Um, Let's say, so now, now there's people that want to buy Bitcoin all throughout all those years. And if you look at 2013, the first yeah. halving made the news, but no one really knew, but the halving initiated the, the spike, and then all of a yeah. sudden human dynamics kick in. Yeah. I heard this thing on the news, I heard from a friend, this thing called Bitcoin, so it goes parabolic, 
yeah. start selling and you know we know how markets behave right sure from yeah. 17 the next having what had happened then is now all of a sudden blockchain had evolved into a thing and now all of a sudden infrastructure and it became cool so so now all this money was going into new blockchain ideas and yeah. also the idea of initial coin offering so how can i raise capital yeah. directly from individuals right yeah. um through this mechanism because it was all it was all in the blockchain it was all ledgered, open, and transparent. The problem is that a lot of those became scams and, and actually fake ICOs, right? So right. Bitcoin's always the leader in that. Yep. The halving generates the buzz. Yep. And then and then basically all this other ecosystem gets built around that. But like any boom and bust, yeah. tangible, real, powerful infrastructure gets built. In every halving, there's been powerful infrastructure that stayed just like how you know all the all the one line you know, uh, hyperspeed, you know, internet lines got built in the early 2000s. Sure. It was too early. They became yeah. the infrastructure for what we have today, right? Yes, yes. Um, yeah. so, so we got to look at it that way. So 2017 yeah. was probably when most, yeah. you know, individuals heard of Bitcoin, 2016, 2017. That was the second halving. Okay. The first halving did have some effect, which yeah. brought more people, more investors, the, the Winco buy and, yeah. and all these other individuals. 2017 yeah. when retail, yeah. CNBC, <laughs> others are talking about it, right? Yeah. ICO yeah. or blockchains, more innovation, more VC money in this space. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so now we're at the next, or the most recent having was this past May 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So to go back in terms of what having means, is all of a yeah. sudden from one to the next, bit, the amount of Bitcoin that could be mined per block gets sliced in half. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So right now we're at 900 a day. We were at 1800 before May. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens here, pure pure economics. Yep. <laughs> you know, you and me want to buy Bitcoin. Yeah. And we we could go out and the, we go on an exchange, but the exchange are buying from miners. So the miners yes. are selling to exchanges. So I go on the exchange, basically I'm buying from a miner, right? Yeah. So we're yeah. competing for yes. eighteen hundred Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Um. Now all of a sudden tomorrow we're competing for nine hundred Bitcoin. So yeah. So there's not enough Bitcoins for us. We want to have more than nine hundred now. Yeah. So we now have to go to the market. Yeah. And, and, and bid up the Bitcoin. Yeah. So within one day, all of a sudden, yeah. it triggers a new cycle of value because there's less to be had. You can no longer yeah. get them from the miners. You got to get them from the open market. Yeah. And when you have a lot of people who believe in something, yes. because there's intangible, they, they believe, we believe, I believe yeah. there's, there's value to this because of the network, because of the, of the trust, because of its, of its yeah. code, of its sound money perspective and on the macro environment. I don't want to sell my Bitcoin. I'm not, I'm not in this for a trade. Right. Yeah. For you to actually buy my Bitcoin would have to be a ridiculous number. You'd have to yeah. bid it so high for me to even let go of it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. All of a sudden, the having kicks off a new cycle. Yes. And then basically, as the cycle grows, it hits the yes. news, retail comes in. Yeah. And the cycle continues. Yes. Yes. So before we go on to the next part, I do want to just ask, like, maybe your thoughts around why institutional missed this, why institutional was kind of uh, uh, non-existent until really now. Yeah. Um, so like, where was the where was the big miss? I mean, there were some obviously like Novogratz and some like yeah. investors that that hit it. But why did they generally miss this? Because it's kind of a like I'd look at it as a technology like this is this is like venture capital haven. So venture like, capital is, if okay. you look at the ecosystem around around crypto and around Bitcoin, VCs have been throwing well, I could show you, I could send you a chart to add it in the video somewhere, but it shows the ecosystem. 
they, VCs have not missed this. They've been investing okay. since 2015, if not earlier. Like there's okay. lots of money around Bitcoin and the ecosystem, which is going to solve all the problems that people are predicting in terms of payments and all that stuff. So that, they didn't miss it. Institutions yeah. that missed it is, you know, let's talk about what is, what is your definition of institution was like the, the private equity firm or, or I'd say, or, I'd say that I'd say the simple investment. So that'd be uh, I'd say uh, sure. Private equity, uh, uh, we'll say institutions, pensions, like Omer's, Calpers, CPP, like, uh, you know, Norwegian's wealth fund, like the, the, the trillion dollars of, of money that buys stuff and makes them go up to Amazon type levels. <laughs> so, so, so my, my take on this is yeah. that is, is because Bitcoin is in, is a brand new asset class. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and whenever there's a new asset class that disrupts, you know, your world in terms of like, how you do math, how you structure your portfolios, how you structure your risk and how you structure allocation and yeah. how you evaluate securities, all of that, all yeah. of a sudden is no longer applicable. Some would say the current macro environment also makes that no longer applicable, but it's a brand new thing that you have to understand, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so let's go back in time. And I'm going to do my presentation. I share this. Like when, yeah. the, when, when the first car came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have to hire someone to walk in front of it with a red flag to say this is a dangerous <laughs> thing. It's going 10 kilometers an hour. Look it up online. Today, we look at this, we're like, are we ridiculous, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right? The, 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 the Wright brothers, they're nuts. They're going to kill themselves. Today, I mean, before COVID, I mean, aer airlines and, and... And before the Boeing 777. Yeah, 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 into an asset that people do know, stocks, right? Yeah. Let's go back in, in, in late 2000s, sorry, late 90s, early 2000s, like the sort of the creation, yeah, there were Microsoft and Apple and all that stuff, but the creation of technology yeah. as a new asset allocation part yeah. of, yeah. you know, it was, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, like, for oh, sure. You had, you had banks, you had, you know, you had, you know, you know consumer discretionary, you had industri industrial, industrial, yeah, yeah. there's technology. Now it's common, you look at, oh, technologies are baked in into the predictive cycle of the economy and all that stuff. But back then it was like, it's a yeah. scary thing. It's an yeah. unknown thing. So yeah. most acelado killers probably also miss that. Miss that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was too, too young in the early two thousands to be an investor, but I'm, a, yeah. I'm guessing a lot of people, a lot of institutions miss that as well. Some early adopters won big for sure. I got their face ripped off after the crash, but then yeah. stuck yeah. to it right now today. Like technology, yeah, it's an, it's a no-brainer. We need we need to diversify. We have a bit of techno, bit of industrials, and we build a portfolio from there. Bitcoin is a brand new asset class, and it scares the hell out of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you there for sure. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, like I started in 2000, so um, so I remember some of the early days. Lots of tech momentum, like yeah. <laughs> was, uh, my first six months in the business. I thought this was the easiest game on the planet. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you there. I think that's interesting, and I think that is the part of me that still believes it's relatively early. We are sorely, sorely. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I can't even say. I can't even reinforce how early we are in this. Yeah. 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 We, in my opinion, we are. They're circa Amazon just launched, and they're selling books online, and people are saying this Bezos guy is crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. who wants to wait a month to get their book? Yeah. <laughs> that's how we're. That's where we are. Yeah. 
Yeah, and think yeah. of the internet and the evolution that's happened on top of the internet. Yeah. Imagine being able to invest in the TCP/IP protocol. That's what powers. Yeah. All the internet, right? Yeah. Over IP, television over IP. You. That's the fundamental layer. That's what Bitcoin is to money. Yeah. The fundamental yeah. layer. So maybe let's dive into that a little bit because you know there's a, the overarching feeling is that uh, you know as you talk to bank uh, bankers and like you know obviously I have this these these continual interactions with uh, with colleagues and bankers about this is a hoax this is a scam this is not money this is uh, like a you know a, a pocket and a, you know tulip mania type of uh, of an endeavor so maybe let's just think about uh, and maybe kind of give me your your comments and thinking around how does this kind of evolve um because it's money that you that you that you talk about it is and i agree with you um but how does this evolve and how does it get used into the system like how do people like you tell me you're all in like how in the future so five years down the road pascal you you know you got 10 million dollars in bitcoin but you want to go buy stuff yep. like how how is that going to evolve how, how did how does that look so there's multiple ways okay and even today it exists Right. We can walk through all of those. I could tell you just today, just for just for fun, I took yeah. a five thousand dollar fiat note against my crypto for 0.75 percent basis point interest. Okay. okay. Yeah. So there are people. There are there are new banks being created that yeah. do see crypto as an asset. Okay. So yeah. that's yeah. just one way. So now I can go spend that money, and what I did is I bought more Bitcoin. But anyways, that's irrelevant <laughs> of of the fact, right? Where I'm yeah. going with this is. Is let's look at gold and and you know and woods and you know anything for money was linked to to gold and I don't you know we could go there forever but back then gold right yeah. was you know was basically sound money but it's not very divisible and it's a pain to carry around so we create yeah. paper money that's basically redeemable in its value in gold right so yeah. so fiat money was just a, a technology innovation to create the exchange of gold value a little easier. Yeah. And, and the settlement process, though, was where a bunch of customers and you were bank A and I was bank B. And, and at the end of the month, you, you call Pascal, you know, bank of Pascal, you're, yeah. you know, our current account is short. You actually owe us money and we want to sell that in gold because you issued currency and I issued currency. So I would get the bank, you know, the, 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 the security guys to send you some gold, settle yeah. once yep. a month via gold, right? Yeah. yeah. So for those people who complain that, um, that the blockchain is too slow to process money, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the settlement layer, right? So, so that's the so that I think that's the bank A and bank B once a month transporting a ton of gold because yeah. you want to settle. Yeah, that's what that is, right? Yeah. yeah. Everything else, the, the 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 coffee shops, the lunches with your buddy, drinks after the hockey game. I'm talking like if you know, this was pre-COVID, but we're gonna get yeah. back there. <laughs> all the times when you spend money, the credit card even. Settling a credit card trend, like when when you when you pay by credit card, yeah. the liability that ha that takes about four or five days to settle. When I buy a stock online, like I, I yes, it shows like if I own it, but when you look at the settlement date, it's two or three days later. Yeah. That's where the brokers come. So there's a this whole world is called settlement that no one really is aware of how it works. Yeah, I don't even know how it works. Yeah. All I know is that there's a settlement layer. Yeah, and, and money, right? Yeah. yeah. So, we understand that that already exists in, in, in today's world. Yeah. And that debunks the whole idea that Bitcoin can't be money because how we're going to spend Bitcoin is on all the layers of innovation 
that are going to happen. Let's talk about a few that exist today, not yeah. 10 years from now, from, from now today. Yeah. Visa, PayPal, MasterCards come in, and there's another one called Strike. Some people yeah. may have heard of NFL player that got paid in Bitcoin. Yeah. But basically, Strike is, is enabling the transfer of, of, of Bitcoin really, really quickly. So let's take a look at the, you know, at, at PayPal is the easiest to understand. Okay? It's the easiest by far to understand. Cash yeah. out from Square as well. So they bought a ton of Bitcoin, okay, on Treasury. Hmm. And then basically, they're doing real-time conversion, fiat, and Bitcoin. So you can buy Bitcoin. They're enabling that. That's one thing. Yeah. Let's say you buy, you buy half a Bitcoin off of PayPal. So yeah. it's still in their Treasury. It's in your yeah. wallet. They're not allowing you to send it somewhere else. You need people need to be aware of that. They're, so if you buy from Mogo Finance in Canada or Wealth Simple, yeah. it's on their treasury. You actually own it, but to transfer it somewhere else, you got to call their department. It's like calling my gold. No, yeah. the gold's staying in the bank. Okay. What that happens now is that go. Oh, sorry. Yeah, just before you go on to that part, versus the alternative on like a Coinbase or something, maybe tell people what yeah. that's like. Yeah. So if I were to go buy on 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 an actual exchange, yeah. right? Uh, I, it's like going to buy gold back in the day. I physically have the gold, which I can put in my vault yeah. in our case called cold storage. Yeah. I own, I own the asset. I can lend against the asset. It's outside of, of the private network. I, I own it. Okay. 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 So, okay. so you still own it in PayPal, but it's a little yeah. hard to get it out. Okay. okay. A little hard to get it out. But what it does do, right. Um, is, and once it comes to Canada, I will deposit some of my Bitcoin onto PayPal once this feature comes to Canada, because what it enables yeah. you to do now is to go into a store that accepts PayPal and you, and there's 300 million, uh, you know, merchants that allow that. So you go tap yeah. merchant yeah. gets paid in us dollars or whatever fiat he accepts. Right. Yeah. And in your app, you said, I want to pay my, Bitcoin. so bring it back in their treasury, pay the merchant, debit your Bitcoin. Voila. Yeah. Right. So, so think about this, just like when I go to the U S you know, I used to have used to travel enough for business that I had a U.S. You know, card, yeah. uh, so that I could play Forex and time and time when I wanted to conversion and save on conversion fees. But now I don't travel enough for that. So yeah. when I go with my Canadian visa card into the U S and I for a Starbucks, right. And yeah. I look at my statement at the end of the month, visa did the fiat conversion, took yeah. its, took its fee off of it. Right. Yeah got his US dollars and I use it back in Canada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's not talk about fees, but, but anyway, <laughs> yes, it, yes. This, this already happens, right? It's yeah, all, yeah. There's already convert currency conversion that takes place in the system. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's where it's going. Now, where it's going in the future is even to be even faster and better through innovations like the Lightning Network. It's just not going to settle on the blockchain. So what's going to happen is these large players, will like Visa that's coming into the game and PayPal and others, We'll settle on the blockchain probably maybe once a week or once a day. In other words, just they will sell their current accounts, but we'll never be able to lie to each other because it is all on the blockchain. On the blockchain, we could tell that PayPal yep. has X amount and that Square has X amount. You can't cheat the system. You just won't be yeah. settling it on the blockchain every day or every yeah. transaction. Yeah. 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 That's fascinating. I mean, look, it's, uh, it's, I can, understand why the bankers are shaking in their boots yes yes <laughs> yes <laughs> right like this is uh you know this will change whole departments and i mean financial institutions might not survive this if they don't adapt i i agree because there's already there's already crypto banks being established today the traditional you know 
custody of the money, right? Yep. Yep. Yielding trust on yep. your deposits, enabling you to borrow. And, and in this world, like in the crypto world, right? Or in, in, in Bitcoin, world, we're talking a world where it's, this is not the fractional reserve system that we live in today. Yeah. Right? This is not like I put 10 bucks and then the bank gives out a thousand and then I take that thousand and I deposit somewhere else and I give another thousand dollars. For, for, for us to loan crypto yeah. to each other, it's yeah. it's in the blockchain. It has to it has to exist. There is no there, there, there's no synthetics here. Yeah. So before we get to that part, and I think that uh, the whole fractional banking system could be a whole presentation, a whole yeah. other hour. So we'll tuck that aside. But yeah, absolutely. Um, so maybe before we drive on to kind of that next section, because I'm, I'm definitely interested in that, is maybe just describe that that cold storage for, for people. So, you know, you purchase your, your Bitcoin and then cold storage. What does that mean? Yeah, so people always go back to is it crypto dangerous of lose, like because they remember... I remember a story of this one thing where people lost their crypto, right? Yes, yes, so, yes. So let's go back to Mount Gox, right? That's, that's the, that's been others, right, in the past. But basically an exchange is essentially, uh, I'm trying to give a really good, well, you know what? Uh, it's not a bank, but let's look at the, in the US, the banking system back in the Wild West, right? You had all these banks, you know, local, local bank, and you'd go there to give your money, and, and, and the thing gets robbed, right? Well, it's because it was in that local bank or maybe the manager takes it and runs at 3 a.m., whatever. Let's go back 300 years in the yeah, banking yeah. world. Where yeah. I'm going with this is exchanges aren't there to protect your money. They're there to allow you to transact, right? Right. And, we, right. and currently there's no FDIC or CDIC. And this is not, you know, you're not playing games here. This is real, this is real assets, real value. So whenever you leave something in the exchange is because you're looking to trade or make a short-term transaction, right? Okay. Yep. So like, let's say I was like physical, I go back to gold. Let's say I wanted to physically trade my gold yep. and I go to the Sunday flea market, it's gold transaction market. And me and Baron, we're trying to transact, like buy my gold. And then you're trying to look at it if it's legit and, and we yeah. make a deal. But I, I have another like, you know, 15 pounds of gold to, that I want to sell. Am I going to leave it under my table with a sheet uh, for, for the next day? Like, no, I'm going to bring it back in my vault. Yes. Right? So, yeah. so think of, so think of an exchange, like your Sunday morning gold. I'm just trying to come up yeah, with yeah. an analogy that people don't no, know right? for sure. Yeah. You wouldn't leave your gold under the table with a tarp over it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So same thing with crypto. Do not leave your crypto on the exchange unless you want to make a transaction short term. So cold storage, all it means is that you're putting it somewhere where it's not connected to the internet. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, now there are wallets now, you know, that they're making it, they are storing it like Gemini it's online. You send it to them. They store it in cold storage and it's insured, which is a lot easier than my cold storage. And I'm actually legitimately talking to Gemini right now because yeah. I have enough value in Bitcoin now that my personal cold storage gets a little nervous. Like I have my own way of, of protecting it that's yeah. disconnected. Yeah. You know, so it's all what's out. It's a lot of money. And yeah. I, do I? I, I tr I'm starting to talk to these into to these bigger companies that have institutional great ecosystems to protect the money. Versus yeah. me with my own, you know, at home yeah. system. Yeah. 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 So who insures Gemini, for example? Who who would be insured? So there are insurance companies that are becoming to play in that space. So 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 Aon is one. They've insured a okay. few uh, a few in Canada as well. So okay. look, there's there's they look at that technology and saying that's nearly impossible to hack. Like yeah. it's yeah. probably the safest thing to insure in the world right now is Bitcoin. Like yeah. like yeah. if I'm an insurance player right now and I'm looking at do I insure, you know, 
uh, waterfront property in, in, in Florida for the next 20 years, <laughs> right? Or California, or do I yeah. insure crypto? Yeah. I'm insuring crypto all day long. Yeah. Like, long, it's, a, in my opinion, a much safer bet to, to, to not get called on an insurance claim. Yeah, exactly. So, so just so I understand the the the, the structure. So, uh, cold storage technically right now you have it on something. You have it on like a tog or a tag, a tag or something. Goes to Gemini and cold storage is like an independent server, not part of the network. Nobody can get into it. Is that is that what you mean? Yeah. So right now I'm talking to go to Gemini because, but right now I have my own cold yeah. storage system, and, and that to, to a point where I know how to manage it and all that. But it's not like different like i manage my father my, my parents and others like it's not user friendly gemini and others are trying to make it much yeah. more user friendendly and that's yeah. that's happening as we speak and i fully trust those systems yeah yeah okay yeah so i mean i think there's lots of uh things getting built on on top of it now and i do think yeah you know i will gonna i am gonna ask you about some risks um and what you see uh as possible risks obviously upside and downside risks but first i'd like to just continue on the evolution i guess a little bit so now we're seeing that uh it's becoming more mainstream well kind of 2008 you had to blow off top War, uh, you know, you started to get uh, kind of a futures market built around it, and that's vol volatility. Now, now we're back into kind of, I'd say, 2020, where you say the next halving, and it started to gain really kind of more, I'd say, more kind of institutional minds starting yes. to think about it. And yeah. so, um, you know, you've, you've described to me where and how you can use it, uh, you know, the kind of the, the places like PayPal and Square, yeah. um, where it's being more usable you can you can do that obviously you've seen other places start to talk about that too um i want to just pause there because it's still super early it's like it's like yeah. I, I bought a book on amazon 20 years ago because i thought <laughs> yeah. it was cool yeah right? if yeah. i wanted my book this afternoon yeah to read it, I, I still would have went to chapters right today yeah. i just buy amazon it's like i get to stay here and it's here like same day shipping right so yeah. when i go to that it's like yeah visa and paypal are enabling these things yeah yeah. Fast forward five years, 10 years from now, we're yeah. going to be looking at are this conversation as in like, it's so easy to use, to, to use Bitcoin. Like it's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's where we're going. And we're still early. So yes. for people to say it's too hard to use it, first of all, I would say, uh, knock, knock, don't use it. Yes. For the next 15 years. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, look, it's, uh, you know, it's one, it's one of those things, right, too, like asset asset prices, you know, people are like the, the investment market, which, you know, is so transfixed on every single tick, right? <laughs> so, you know, I think if, if, if Bitcoin was like a house, you would easily do that. You would tuck it away for five years or 10 years or 15 years and you wouldn't look at it. Yeah. But because everyone looks at every tick and we go 48,000 to 42,000 to 52 yeah. to 49, you know, you got, you got everyone focused on that tick. I love this volatility. Like, like I, I've been studying charts for for the past fifteen years, right? I see volatility in every in, in every stock I've ever played with. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where. To me, this is just more of their find excuse to not to not even look at it or to try to to scare the public from going into it. But I mean, yeah, you know, whether whether it's you know, yes, TD Bank has less volatility than Tesla, yeah. right? Yeah. But Apple in the early days had way more volatility than it has today. So yeah. part of the game. I mean, in March, Apple went down 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Great time to buy, by the way. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It always is. You know, I think it's that uh, it's that big number that really scares people. Like, I mean, if if you think uh, so, and I know we're getting a bit sidetracked because I want to okay. want to come back to some things here. But you know, if if Bitcoin was a company, yeah. uh, you know, if this is Amazon, for example, you know, at uh, some point when they approach five thousand dollars a share, yeah. they do a, they do a reverse split, bring right. it back down to five hundred dollars a share, right. <laughs> and, and nobody thinks. Talk. There's a yeah. talk about that in the in the Bitcoin community to, to start promoting because one Bitcoin is a denomination, Satoshi's is too small. But there's actually a name for every. And I don't know all of them, but there's a name for every level. And some people say we should be promoting a smaller denomination because it exists. Interesting. Right? Interesting. So price. So it's not a stock split because we can't split it, but we yeah. should be educating and advertising the market. You know, the the the, the denomination that that makes the brain look at this a little more in a rational way. Yeah. Yeah. So if I told you how much a Satoshi is, you'd be like, my God, that's cheap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's all psychological. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so so I think now uh, one thing I'd like to talk on is a little bit about what uh, some of the corporations are doing, primarily MicroStrategy, and yeah. maybe kind of walk me through that a little bit. What you know about it, obviously, um, you know we know MicroStrategy and Michael Saylor, and yeah. so maybe maybe you can talk a little bit about what that meant to Bitcoin and kind of what that means now. Sure. So, so like he described, and it makes a lot of sense. Is is you, you could have two big strategies, a PL strategy or, or, a, or a balance sheet strategy. The PL is how do I plug into the ecosystem? So do I accept Bitcoin? Do I, do I innovate and, and create value on top of Bitcoin? What's your profit and loss generating money from that perspective? And a lot of companies had done that before, you know, Square and PayPal and others were plugging in their PL to try to say how do we profit from the Bitcoin ecosystem, right? Miners, I would say, are the same. There's a few, there's HUD 8. That's playing the balance sheet as well, but most miners are playing the PL sheet. Like we're going to mine, we're going to yeah. sell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what Michael Seller did is he just, you know, again, he's a rocket scientist, he's an engineer, right? So, so I, I trust the billionaires and the engineers. I don't trust the bankers and the economists. So, so I'm, I, I'm, this, this is a call option on engineers and billionaires. That's my <laughs> view on, on Bitcoin, besides the fact that I understand it, but I'm yeah. just one person. Yep. You know, I, I'm banking there. But anyways, he's, he saw what we're all seeing, the macro view, and, yep. and especially from a balance sheet perspective, he's saying, look, we're pumping out tons of free cash flow. Yep. It's sitting there, right? They're not paying a dividend. They're, they're, they were an unknown publicly traded company until this year, right? Creating great cash, like great products. I know a lot of people use their products, so great stuff, right? Yep. But it's not the sexy Apple or the sexy Tesla. But yep. this, guy, this guy knows his stuff, and he's a great... See, he's been a CEO for over 25 years. He he values sh shareholder value and his employees. Yep. And he's like looking at the cost of capital and the money printing saying, if I keep this here in cash, it's going to evaporate. And I don't know where to deploy. Like the stock market, in his opinion, was overvalued. Bonds are paying negative. Like where do I park the corporate corporation money? Because even yep. if we can't keep up, can we at least diminish the pain? Yeah. Uh, and then Bitcoin was his solution and in his mind saying, this is the only thing that not, not only can, it could not only can keep up, but can outpace the cost of capital. Yeah. So he plugged his balance sheet into Bitcoin. What does that mean? It means yeah. he bought a whole lot of Bitcoin. So how did he get around uh, kind of the, 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 
the uh, I guess maybe marking it. How did he get the kind of the uh, ability to buy it that size and scale? Like, uh, how did he kind of transact it? And and I think I'd like to kind of uh, maybe segue into you can talk yeah. about uh, what you're working on, but maybe kind of kind of tell me how he kind of went about that. So when you have enough money to put into Bitcoin, all these exchanges have over the counter services. Okay. Okay, and these over the so these over the counter services basically same of of algorithms and and systems as 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 basically uh, what Wall Street has when it comes to uh, you know bonds or whatever. Well, I'm not talking like I'm yeah, talking yeah. Uh, the fast trading there. The um, okay, yeah, high frequency trading. High frequency trading, yes. Yeah, yeah. Same systems, right? So they're able to look at the spreads and look at the at the at the. Uh, the order sheets and, and and make bets at a certain time. So when he's deploying a billion dollars over several weeks, yeah. it's not like one market order path. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not even a limit order. It's, yeah. it's basically going to the over-the-counter test saying like get me into this stock over the or get me into to crypto Bitcoin over the next two weeks. Yeah. You gotta get a trading a trading team and and algos you know buying and selling at the right time to try not to Get the price to chase away from them. So that's how you. That's how these big. That's how Tesla and everyone else is yeah. doing it. So there, there are we yeah. means of plugging yeah. in yeah. without without having a huge market order, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, in in terms of how legally, right? Hmm. Um, so so basically, I've done the same at a much smaller level, right? Hmm. It's, it's from a tax perspective, it's fairly simple. You just need to to document your cost basis and have a corporate account with an exchange. So all these exchanges, you, you know, don't open a personal account and send your your corporate money there. You're asking for trouble yeah. with the yeah. at some point, right? So, yeah. so I have a personal account with an exchange, yeah. um, and I have a corporate account. It's much harder to open a corporate account. They need all, they need all the legal stuff, and it, it's know know your client KYC fully compliant. All my transactions are there, downloadable. Like yeah. it's all there, right? My accountant signed off on it. It's all there. He knows the cost basis. He could mark it. Yeah. We're good to go. So whenever I sell it. Or if ever, if ever someone were to recognize the value of the balance sheet, that's a yeah. different story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's there, right? Yeah. So so he's got his legal team. And if ever you watched uh, his uh, MicroStrategy World Conference, the lawyer was there, and all the guys were there explaining yeah. how they legally did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. The, play, the playbook's published. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. No, I, uh, I, I, I think it's um, you know it's still really misunderstood. You know, like it really is. And as you know, I had a conversation with president of National Bank Financial discussing uh, crypto and Bitcoin and kind of, you know, from an education perspective, I pointed at MicroStrategy like these, like, like the the thing that I think uh, uh, with Michael Saylor is he really embraces that that kind of libertarian type thinking, right? Like, let's put it out there, like show the world. This is yeah, how well, we do it. Open yeah. source and free. Yeah, open source, there's, yeah. two, there's two things. He genuinely... Yeah believes yeah. in that right yeah, but also yeah, it yeah. serves its purpose of getting more people on board you know it's a win-win for everyone it's a win for yeah. those who yeah. get educated and it's a win for him for being early yeah yeah for sure yeah so listen i could definitely go on for a lot more hours on this discussion there's so much to know and learn yeah. but i would like to you know i think we're, we're approaching an hour here yeah. i would like to to start to wrap up here but what i what i do want you to talk about is uh your new venture that you're working on yeah um, i'll probably talk yeah. about that and i also want to ask you is there one yeah. question you think that you've been getting that we haven't answered but we can yes. go to the end because i want to make sure 
Like, yeah. what's the one that okay. people are asking that we didn't talk about? This? The, the one is, uh, before we get to that, yeah. is what's the risk? Sure. Like, what's the downside risk? I mean, sure. we, we gave a lot of cases for the upside risk, but yeah. what's the downside risk? Okay, so so uh, I'm happy. So we could talk about this for a long time. There's one video. Yeah. There's a lot of great people I follow, right? Yeah. I can yeah. explain it again, or I could just say, hey, Ben, add this link. Yeah. To, to, to your description of the, of, of this, uh, somewhere in the video or in YouTube yep. or whatever. Yeah. These, these are legit. These are not crypto pumpers. Like, you know, there's people on YouTube with Red Bull and talking about like, yeah, let's not, let's go with the, 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 the investors, the people who have been in the markets for years. These yep. are hedge fund individuals who went to crypto. I will send you information that talks yep. about mining risks, right? Yep. Government risks and, and how to analyze all of that. And when okay. you analyze all of that, you're like, wow, a lot of stars, complicated, complicated stars have to align that yeah. are actually go against their own self-interest to do it. So, it, so I'll yeah, send that'd that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah that'd, okay, that'd be awesome. It'll educate your, your viewers a lot better than yeah. a one-minute answer I could give. Okay, that's good. That's but fair. to me, to me, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's the upside risk. Yeah, 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 exactly. I know. I know you my, my 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 view on the the singular risk is uh, the singular downside risk is a is a central bank uh, event where they come together and ban it. And I know the argument for the other side of that, which uh, which we won't get into today. But I I think that's a singular risk that could put a big pocket hole in the price temporarily. Anyways. Great. Yeah. Agreed from that yeah. perspective. With that being yeah. said, there are a lot of governments that are pro. Let's put it this way. If if the government, if the North, if the Western world decides to go there, yeah. you'll see the biggest exodus of capital and talent in the world has ever seen. And I'd be one yeah. of them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. I got, fair yeah. enough. I got my okay. second passport ready to go. So anyway. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good. Listen, I have uh, citizenship in Europe as well. I just haven't got a passport, but maybe it's time to uh, to go go that route. Um, okay. So no. So obviously, as uh, you've seen, Michael Saylor and a lot of these companies go down this path and think about how they're using their capital. You know, we got bloated balance sheets. We got every corporation in the world right now with huge amount of cash reserves that are going. Uh, if they're earning zero, that's pretty good. But in a lot of cases, they're earning less than zero, and it's it's negative. So we've seen the business start to shift towards that. So I think this is part of, uh, without putting words in your mouth, this is part of your thinking around uh, your next venture and so certainly yeah. um, let's uh, if you can tell me uh, the the name of it um, which I think you mentioned was Quasar uh, Bitcoin fund but please yeah uh, so, so I'll talk a bit about it because it all yeah. came organically and it goes back to my roots of like what you know wanting to help entrepreneurs this was all based on on my network right and a lot of people have been coming to me to get educated around Bitcoin but yeah. the major question they get is like look I I, I, I'm not here to convince anyone. This is why we have this, 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 these talks. This is why sure. there's tons of great education. But for those who have educated themselves on, on Bitcoin and are believers in, in, in its potential, yeah. there's still one underlying fear. I have a lot of friends and entrepreneurial friends, a lot, people, a lot of money saying, look, I've dabbled in it. Like I've put five, 10 grand and I'm okay with that. I want to put a lot more. I don't know how. And right. I don't trust myself with you could show me because you know you could you could spend a Sunday with me and set it all up and show me the ledger wallet. I still don't trust myself, right? So yeah. so how do I go? Maybe not all in like me, but how do I go heavier, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and trust the ecosystem. So 
I go back to my roots of, of collaboration and peer groups and coming together, the concept of Quasar Bitcoin Fund is basically, look, I know from the space and the, the tools we've analyzed and the people I've talked to, the institutional side of Bitcoin is a completely different game. Like yeah. the tools, the insurance, the safety, the, you know, the mining, the, the mining power that you get at a much cheaper price. You cannot get that at retail, right? Sure. Just ain't going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. That requires a lot of money to, to play that game. So Quasar Bitcoin Fund is fairly simple is we are pooling a bunch of us are pooling our resources together yep. to be able to play the institutional game Amazing. in a nutshell. And what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. That means that we're getting access now to over-the-counter services. We're getting access to uh, insured, you know, institutional grade cold wallet where Gemini is like, you don't have at least a couple million to, yeah. to, to come in. Like, don't, don't, don't talk to us, right? right. We're talking to minors, right? Where it's like, yeah. I could mine Bitcoin for a 70% discount today yep. with institutional mining equipment. The retail guys yep. are, are profitable now. They're going to get their face ripped off in about six months, right? Yeah. They just yeah. can't. So, so yeah. for anyone listening to go and go buy a NVIDIA graphic card and get their teenage son to build himself <laughs> a miner, it's yeah. not, it's not, you know, it's no, we get rich quickly. So, so sure. for those who believe in Bitcoin yep. and want to go heavier in Bitcoin, but don't trust themselves or don't know how, yeah. We're pooling those resources together to be fully managed, fully transparent, and um, how we how we operate. It's a it's a community type type aspect. So myself and two other partners are going to manage it. Yeah. Uh, we have a straight strategy in place, uh, yeah. and right now we're we're pooling resources together to deploy that over the next five years. So can you buy that personally and corporately? Like, will you be able to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be yeah. a, a GPLP structure, pretty straightforward. Okay. So yeah. our our vision, essentially, the pitch is. We're going to use the most efficient means possible yep. to convert fiat to Bitcoin yep. at the best price possible. Yep. And, and that requires a lot of things. It's understanding Bitcoin cycles. It's yep. understanding on-chain analysis. So understanding how to read the ledger, which again, I have access to through institutional contacts. So you're seeing, is this retail coming in? Is it retail selling? Is it minor selling? Yep. Who, what wallets are going offline? This yep. creates way more predictable floors and when to yep. buy. Than, yep. a tech, than any chart I've ever built in my life because you're getting the data, right? So you get all yep. access to all of this, yep. insured everything because we're playing the institutional game. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds super interesting. Um, you know, I think uh, I think a lot of people will be interested in that. Um, you know, I think that is probably the the uh, the thing that have kept people away. I mean, you got you got a guy like like Michael Saylor, or like yourself, who can understand everything, can do it themselves. You know, if something breaks, they can fix it. Yes. Or a guy like me, or even uh, you know, most of the small business people that you know, you know, they're an expert at what they do. But uh, you ask them to get into the weeds on something like this and they're not willing to risk their capital and it was it so. was and, I, and this is like from actual clients and friends and engineers themselves like look i'm busy growing my own business i just want i don't trust myself or i don't know how to do it yeah. um can you help right and, and when there's enough of that coming in yeah it was a, it was a no-brainer to try to pull so it's not a traditional like like we could talk about the qi3 yeah. funds and yeah. GP, you know, <laughs> you're just buying into a fund that owns bitcoin right we're trying to yeah. convert fiat to bitcoin the most efficient yep. means possible to distribute yep. it back to our investors awesome awesome so definitely keep keep me posted on how that goes and how it goes out and we'll uh be willing to uh to put it out to our audience as well and Excellent. so certainly keep me posted on that um and uh i think uh 
I think that's that, that we should leave it there for now. Like I got 20, 25 more questions that uh, we could go through that we didn't even touch yet. <laughs> I'm going to um, do a volume two if you need to. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be awesome if, if you're up for that. Yeah, so, absolutely. yeah. So I, I really appreciate your time um, and, and doing this and spending so much time with me. Um, I know my audience is really going to appreciate this because you hit a lot of information, a lot of questions that, that I get. And uh, this is, this is going to help a lot. So, so I, really appreciate your time, Pascal. Happy to help. And I'll send you all those additional resources. We're all about nice. educating, you know, the, the people about this. So fantastic. Well, good, good, good luck uh, as well on, on the new venture. Good luck on, on everything that uh, you're doing. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help you as well. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll bid you do have, have, have a nice, have a nice evening. Take care. Yeah. There we go. Good. All right, I'm just going to stop her.